I have some updates to get through. I text to spoke these notes yesterday. So bear with me as I read through them. Um, so we're gonna start with the Brian Kohlberger <sighs> murders out of Idaho. Um, so essentially what happened is, is we're still waiting for him to go to court. He still hasn't entered a plea, but they did unseal uh, what they found at the search warrant. So now we know that they found a ton of stuff, including uh, weapons, gloves, ammo, uh, his psychology textbooks, among other things. Um, and that all of these things were in the backseat of the car that he and his dad drove back to Pennsylvania. Um, so like I said, we still don't have a plea entry, but now we're finding out more and more. I'm not quite unsure. Not quite unsure. That makes no sense. I'm not quite sure why they unsealed that. Um, I don't know if the family of the victim who, the family, gosh, hang on, let me take more coffee to the brain. Okay, there was one family of one of the victims who wanted to get the gag order on the case to be less restrictive. So I don't know if this is a result of that or if they are just releasing it. Um, I'm not sure what the goal is from releasing this, but it's definitely interesting. If you have some time today or this weekend, like go type it into Google. You can read it for yourself. Um, whoever took the report had sloppy handwriting like me, so some of it is hard to read. Um, so that's our update there. Like I said, I think his court date is in June, so we've got a couple of months before we get there. Uh, an update in the Brian Walsh case, the guy who allegedly uh, murdered his wife and dismembered her, the same guy, you know, who used his kid's iPad to look up, you know, like how to get divorced, how to get rid of a body. Can you be charged with murder if there is no body? Um, he was supposed to have a status hearing on Wednesday, uh, but they pushed it to next month. So I think it's going to be like April 3rd or 4th. That, like, first Monday in April, because I think, like, April starts on a weekend. Um, so we'll see how that goes. They're, they're being pretty tight-lipped on that. I have nothing else to update you guys on that. Uh, that lady, I think she was out of Pennsylvania, who murdered her parents. There's no update there. Um, so I'm wondering, perhaps, if they're working through a plea deal, and we're not going to hear anything until that's all wrapped up neatly with a bow. Um, okay, so couple of other things you know you guys know this this episode is most of my episodes are like icky it's like not fun rainbow sunshiny things uh because it's a true crime podcast and it's what the fuck friday so um i'm going to talk about something that there hasn't been a whole lot of coverage on at least in the things that i pay attention to um but it's happening in iran right now and it's been happening in iran for the last couple of months hang on more coffee please hold um, so I, I don't know how many of you know, but there have been a lot of protests that have been going on, I think for about over a year now, and it's pretty violent over there. It's pretty tumultuous. Um, and it's all over, uh, women being forced to wear their hijab and women who were protesting against that, who have been murdered. Um, so what's been happening the last couple of months is lots and lots and lots. And I mean like 800 plus, uh, children at schools have been poisoned um, and it's mainly all girls schools that are being targeted. Um, and like I said, it's, it's been going on for months. So parents are 
terrified to send their kids to school. Kids don't want to go. I think they said like only 10% of kids who were poisoned have returned back to class. Um, and it's still happening. And it's just like, they don't, they don't have the resources to like help care for all of these people that are being poisoned. The Iran government says that they're working on it, but who knows if that's actually true. Um, so I just like want to put that out there. There's a theory that uh, they are targeting schools with girls who uh, participated in some of the protests. Um, so that's just a thing. It's not getting a lot of coverage. So just there you go. Um, okay, this next icky thing, actually, let me check to see if they've started sentencing, is the Alec Murdoch case. And I don't know how many of you guys have been following it. Hang on, sorry. He's supposed to get sentenced today. Like, right now. And I'm recording this right now this morning so I can see if I can give you guys a live update of the sentencing. No. Bad YouTube. Bad YouTube. No, they're not even at the courthouse yet. I'll leave that over there. Uh, I follow Law and Crime Network on YouTube for a lot of these cases that I watch. Um which I really like because it's live coverage and you can kind of see what's going on. So essentially, I've been watching this trial. Dr. Manhattan and I watched the Netflix docuseries over, I think it was last weekend. Um, and then I remember the trial's happening like right now. So I turned it on a couple days ago. And so yesterday we were in the throes of closing arguments, which was day 26. Um, the defense gets to make their closing arguments yesterday. Prosecution made their closing arguments on Wednesday. And for those of you guys who have zero idea what the fuck I'm talking about, this is like a really interesting multifaceted case. So basically, there is this Murdoch family, family which is a well-to-do-off family in a small town in South Carolina. They've been there for 10,000 years, which is an exaggeration, but you know what I'm saying. And they have built up this reputable, like high-powered law firm. And basically, all of them are lawyers. You know, there's families where people are like, well, we're all doctors or we're all in law enforcement or whatever. All of these guys are lawyers, right? Um, and so just keep that in the back of your head. Alec Murdoch himself was a lawyer. So the first incident that I think has now been reopened. Oh, fuck, what was the name of this poor kid? Hang on one second. Steven. Oh yeah, Steven Smith. Okay, so in 2015, right, there's this um, young man who's like found on the highway, they call it in, and um, it's in their small town. And um, Steven was classmates with the eldest Murdoch son of Alex, so Buster, I think they call him Bubba. Um, so they studied together, they were friends. A lot of people thought maybe they were in a relationship and then the rest of the Murdoch family found out. Um, and that's what led to Steven's passing. Um, it wasn't really investigated too much when it first happened, but I've seen that they've reopened that case. So I'll be curious to see what they find. So that's incident number one, okay? So um, 
and I want to put out here some somewhere between that time and it's not really clear when this started but Alec Murdaugh is reported to be like opioid addicted um and so he was on a ton of pills and like doing a bunch of shady shit um and that led to oh god sorry I'm all over the place today and none of these notes I read to you are accurate anymore because now we have updates um so Alec Murda, accused of, you know, being opiate addicted, fine, whatever. But him being a prominent lawyer at his family law firm that's been there since like fucking 1918, right? He, you know, should have a lot of money because people pay a lot of money to have those lawyers represent them. Well, that firm gets paid once a year. So you get paid at the end of the year, right? Um, and you have to make that last all year. He was doing some shady shit and that didn't happen. So he was stealing money from clients and taking fees and stuff that he wasn't supposed to be doing. In addition to that, in 2018, his housekeeper fell down the stairs, sorry, tripped over their dogs. They have this big ass property in South Carolina. They've got like fucking 10 plus dogs for different types of hunting. I don't fucking know. But the housekeeper reportedly like tripped over the dogs, hit her head, fell down the stairs and died, right? And so... Alec was like, oh, it's my fault. She tripped on my property over my dogs. Like, I'm going to get the insurance money and give it to her family. Well, insurance money was paid out. And, um, sorry, more coffee. Leave you in suspense. And, you know, surprise, surprise, Alec never gave that money to the family. And the family only recently found out because of Netflix doing digging for the, um, docuseries, that's the word. So... There's that. Um, and now it was like $4.5 million that he just took. So this guy is stealing from his company. He's stealing from his clients and he's stealing from the housekeeper's family. And what's wild is, is the housekeeper has been working with the Murdoch family for like 20 plus years at this point in 2018. And she essentially raised their youngest son, Alec. So like it really fucked him up. And essentially, the theory is, is that Alec was helping his dad get clean off opioids. The housekeeper found them. She told Paul, sorry, Paul was helping Alec get off opioids. She told Paul. Paul confronted him. And then mysteriously, the housekeeper um, died, which sucks. I think they're reinvestigating that case. They're going to exhume her remains, which... I'm really interested in because there was an error in the autopsy report. It was listed as like uh, natural causes, which is absolutely not what happened. So I think they're going to reopen that. But I don't know if the South Carolina like law enforcement department will talk about that. Okay, so now, now we have this next thing, okay? So... When, when was this? Sorry, I'm having to pivot severely because uh, when I was writing these notes yesterday, I was actually observing the trial. Um, and so the notes I was talking about had to do with like the closing arguments and what was happening there. And um, yesterday they had to replace a juror like in the middle of trial because she 
like had talked to some people about it and it, there's like going to be a bunch of memes about eggs because she was like okay like i'll leave but can i go back into the jury room and get my eggs like she brought a fucking dozen eggs to the jury room which is kind of weird anyway um okay yep that's just okay so now we're in 2019 all right paul is having a hard time with the death of his housekeeper but he was always kind of known as being like a partier in his friend group so paul and his Four friends and his girlfriend, they uh, get invited to an oyster roast, which is kind of like a clam bake, but for oysters, I guess. So Paul didn't want to drive because it's alleged that he knew there were going to be checkpoints that night. So they drove his boat and they went to the oyster roast. And then on the way back, he and his cousin were like, hey, we want to hit up this bar on the way home. Everybody else is like, bro, it's like one o'clock in the morning. We don't want to do that. But Paul's driving the boat. So they go to the bar. They go to the bar, they leave the bar, and then everybody argues with Paul about um, Paul driving the boat because he is drunk as shit, like super fucking drunk. And they're like, "We, you can't drive the boat, dude. And he was like, it's my fucking boat. Like, blah, 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 I'm going to drive. Oh, no, that's just a commercial. Okay. He's like, I want to, it's my boat. I'm going to drive my boat. You guys aren't fucking taking my boat. Okay. So he starts driving. In this case, I don't know how they're going to proceed with this case now that Paul's dead, but we'll get there. Um, So, he's driving the boat, crashes the boat into a bridge. A bunch of people get hurt. Uh, Paul is the least hurt person because he's driving. His cousin, like, smashes his face up because he was standing next to Paul and he, like, got thrown forward because he was going super fucking fast when he hit the boat. His girlfriend, like, fucked up her hand. I can't remember what the other girl happened to the other girl. And then his friend and his friend's girlfriend, they got tossed from the boat and they couldn't find Mallory. Mallory is the girl who got tossed the furthest. And they took, like, they took way too long to find her and when they found her, she was already gone. Um, So... There was this up-and-coming case for Paul because he was being charged with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and they're still uncovering new details in this, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, Paul, his blood alcohol level was 0.24. yeah and for those of you who don't know that's three times the legal limit and he was 19 so he was using buster's old id to get alcohol so problem number one um where is he so he's charged with three counts three felony counts of voting under the influence um and he pleaded not guilty i think he was also charged with uh, in some kind of manslaughter, right? Because Mallory died. So we have all of that, right? And Alec Murdaugh and his father got involved in the boat crash investigation. And I think Netflix covers it really well. So if you want more details on that, you can go watch the documentary. Um, they, they get involved. They try to cover it up. They try to pin it on uh, Paul's cousin. And that causes tension in the family like fucking obviously like dude your kid was drunk as shit and he was obviously driving like all of the evidence is there so that's still being investigated so now right we're in i think it's like june of 20 2021 paul and maggie 
Maggie is Alec's wife and Paul's mom, are murdered on their big-ass property in Moselle, okay? And Alec ascertains that he went to go visit his parents because his father was hospitalized again and was super sick, and then he came home and he found them. Okay, this is where we are now, right? So, um, hang on, I'm, I'm trying to go through all the notes that I wrote. Okay, this is irrelevant now. So, yes, I'm still recording. Go away. So that's everything that's happening, has happened up to this point. He had, and this is, I'm so mad at the law enforcement who was originally involved, but I, I understand to an extent. So let me get into that. So Alec and his family come from a very powerful, well-connected family. And if you already have these three pieces that have been investing... Oh, I missed a step. Uh, after the murder, Alec was obviously a suspect, right? Because he had means, he had motive. Um, he had motive because Maggie had hired a forensic accountant to figure out what the fuck was going on with their finances. Also, it's reported that she had gone and seen a divorce lawyer. Also, Paul had been trying to get him off the pills and was probably, probably had told Maggie at this point what the fuck was going on with that. So, motive there. Um, and he was fired from his own family's company firm for stealing and all that stuff. So, he doesn't have a whole lot left at this point. His wife's gonna leave. His kid's trying to get him to get away from his precious drugs. Like, and he has no job. Like, and he's probably facing, he's definitely facing criminal charges, like, on the defrauding and stealing from people. So, like, he's fucked, fucked, right? So, then, he's under suspicion for the murders of his wife and his son. And, oh, big stretch. At some point, he's, like, shot at on the side of the road a couple months later. And then he tries to say that he hired this guy to, like, assist suicide him so, like, Buster could get some kind of insurance money and not have a fucked up life because that's the last remaining uh, human of this family. That wasn't the case. That's a whole other trial. Okay, so so we have the Stephen Strait investigation. We, oh, shit. Hang on. Let me look up the housekeeper's name. It's a really pretty name. Sorry, my nails are super, like, claw-like right now, so I have a hard time typing sometimes. Gloria Satterfield. Uh, that case is being reopened, and then the boat case is still active, and now we have the murder of Maggie and Paul, which is being wrapped up right now, and then we have the <coughs> attempt on Alex's life. So we have four pending investigations and one that's wrapping up right now. So essentially, um, the defense tried to say that uh, it was people who were coming to get retribution for Mallory Beach um, and the boat accident and uh, that there were two shooters because two different guns were used. And that was just like a super weak defense because he lied on the stand. Alec lied on the stand. He's been lying the whole time. So his character just like really isn't there. And if you watch all of the body cam footage from when the police show up after he finds their bodies, like it's just... 
It doesn't track. And the other thing that gets me fucked up is that he had the opportunity to stay on the property that night. He shouldn't have been allowed that. That makes no sense whatsoever. And then everybody had access to that crime scene and they were removing stuff from the crime scene. Like his friends and his brothers. Like, no, get the fuck out of here. So if you want to know more about all the details of the case, it's a lot and the lawyers kind of go in circles because it's a lot and it can get a little... Not boring, but it gets confusing because they keep switching between people's actual names and like their nicknames, and so you really have to pay attention. Um, but long story short, jury went out last night. Jury came back last night. He has been charged guilty on all those counts, and now we are waiting for sentencing, which is supposed to happen today, which is why I keep opening YouTube. Um, so that's... All of that. Oh, it looks like Gloria Satterfield's attorneys released a statement in regard to the verdict. Please hold. Boop, 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 boop. They, her lawyer, her family's lawyers say, though the verdict returned by the courageous journey in Colton County, Alex Murdoch will drink from the same cup of justice as every other citizen and other convicted murderers. His power, prestige, and money afforded him no special treatment. The people have spoken. Alex's life of lies and deceit ended today. Maggie and Paul are vindicated. Justice prevails. That's interesting. Hmm. Court is resuming. Right now? Oh, he's there. Okay, hang on. Let's see. The jury only had about three hours of deliberation, so it was kind of wavering back and forth on if they would come back last night, but they've been at this trial for like six fucking weeks. Like, I'm sure they're tired about like listening to him and his fucking privilege and shit. Hello, where's my live feed? Hello, hello, help me. Oh, for fuck's sakes, come on. I don't like want to watch your stupid ad. Give me what I want. Okay. And reflect on the fact that over the past century, your family, including you, this is the judge been prosecuting people here in this courtroom, and many have received the death penalty. Give it to him. Probably for lesser conduct. Give it to him. Give it to him. Remind me of the expression you uh, oh, This judge is like super eloquent.
Well, the judge is asking him when he's going to stop being a lying little bitch. He's saying he's still a liar. He's in jail close today, maybe? I can't tell. A sentence given the crime, crimes that were committed. Dude. Oh, his brother looks nervous as fuck. Okay. So the judge just gave him... Oh, am I recording? I hope so. Two consecutive life sentences for the murder of his wife, Maggie, and Paul. Now it looks like the lawyers are approaching the bench. I don't really know why. He did say that uh, he knows that there are a bunch of open cases, so it sounds like those are going to follow. Um, but that's... Do, 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 do. My laundry is done. I can move it to the dryer. Sorry. Um, so that's all wrapped up for right now for today. I will give you guys more updates next week if there are any. Uh, until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends. And yeah, that's it. All right. I'll talk to you all later. Okay, bye.